submitting you for stuff that you might be ready for. Um, so at the time I had an agent and I believe they submitted me to read <clears throat> for the John Fury part of Friday the 13th. Mm -hmm. And, then, and uh, so I, okay, great. Love to be a counselor at the camp. No one really discussed Jason because Jason didn't really exist too much before part two. Yeah. I mean, so you didn't really know what to expect if Jason came up in conversation, like who, what, what, yeah, the kid, the kid at the lake. You didn't really know. Uh, the script that you got did not say Friday 13th. Actually, it said Jason right across the top. So anyway, for me personally, I read for the John Fury part. I met everybody. And in the final furlong, they took John Fury. <laughs> uh, I forgot his name in the movie. <laughs> So then they said to me, they said, oh, well, do you want to be Jason? So I said, well, sure. What is it, you know, well, what do I need to do? And so um, I'm looking through the script. Well, the first letdown was he doesn't say a whole lot. Like, well, well, what? <laughs> you know, you're an actor and you're all excited. You got this great part. What? But well, what's going on with this guy? Yeah. And you're like, what? Oh, sure. I love to do anything you want me to do. Then they said, oh, well, can we shave your head? Or can, oh, excuse me? <laughs> can we, well, like, you know, you're young. You don't really want to get all your hair chopped off, right. huh? <laughs> anyway, we went through the process, and um, it happened. <laughs> and so then they, they said, well, we want you to be Jason. Yeah. So that was kind of how it flew. And I got it warmed up for the big guy over here. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'll just yell yeah. at you guys. Uh, I was just real fortunate. I ran a nightclub in Los Angeles. Uh, 
sometimes luck is involved. I wasn't really into the industry as the other two gentlemen to my right, uh, but I was lucky enough to get the part uh, after the fact. The first Jason did a scene that's still in there with the paintballs. It wasn't quite as successful as they were looking for as far as imaging. And uh, I got to meet Frank Mancuso. Never met the wife though, I gotta be honest, and everybody at Fairmount. And uh, you know what, things didn't come back well on the first daily. And uh, you know, for four days later, I was in Covington putting on the role and uh, working with Tom. And yeah, you were not the original choice, right? Correct. Right. So the paintball scene, most people just kind of go, he's wearing pads. Well, the man's a little thicker than me, yeah. you know, but people just assume with paintballs, you're putting padding on. But he's, you know, he's went on to have a very, very, very successful career, not just directing, producing, and the stunt coordinator. So, I mean, I don't think he's upset about it, to be quite honest. <laughs> and I'm very fortunate, you know, three decades later to be sitting here talking about it. So, thank you. Yeah. And Warrington and CJ, you guys were not stuntmen, right? No, I've never done a stunt in my life. So, I've never been to stunt school. So, everything you see, which is me, um, and working with Tom, who did probably 80, 85% of his stunts underwater with me. Yeah. Uh, you know, we just winged it. We did our job. I mean, uh, you know, being set on fire and breathing off regulars and regulators going through walls. It wasn't my forte, um, but <laughs> I was in my mid twenties and a badass. I'd <laughs> only been out of the military a few years. So I thought I was pretty bad. And uh, you know, as you get older, you don't tuck and roll. You go thump now. <laughs> in those days, I could tuck and roll. So, but no, I wasn't a stunt uh, individual. Never been to school. Um, and it was just fortunate that number one, I didn't hurt anybody, Tom included. They were all very humble about letting me work with them. And then, more importantly, that we, we I think, we delivered a successful product. Yeah, and it really set you on fire? Yes. Okay. I, I did go to <coughs> stunt school yeah. in Los Angeles because I went out there and you could do all the acting schools out there. And I've always been a good athlete, so I said, yeah, I'll go to Hollywood Stuntman uh, Association School yeah. out in the Valley. But let me tell you something, you're just doing stuff, you're doing, you got a lot of jumps, tuck and roll, a lot of fighting yeah. and, and fighting the camera over there. And, you know, there were no window jumps. So when I did a, a window jump, no, I'd never done one before. I was not a 20 year, I was only 20, younger. I'd never jumped through windows before. So it's not like the director's all there, Steve Miner, did, did they really expect me to be an older man, seasoned, buffed out stunt guy? No, that <laughs> wasn't what I was. You know what I'm saying? Yep. How many floors were you on when you jumped through the window? No, this was in the cabin out of Crystal Lake. I got you. And to this day, I have no idea when they come up with this story that there was a winch. I don't know what a winch is. There was nothing hooked it, on it, my ass. It's a woman from me. And there was no, there was no, there was no winch on my ass tied to a cherry picker up in the sky that threw me in an ark and then in an ark and then threw me into the house. No, this was a cabin, simple, stupid cabin and they were spending the least amount of money possible. And on the, on the outside of the window, outside of the cabin, <clears throat> they built a platform, no wider than <clears throat> four feet. Mm -hmm. So I, I timed it. One, two, three, take off, like jumping a fence on a horse. One, two, three, you're gone. And there's no practice, do it. And, and uh, that was it. It was no big deal. There was no winches, cherry pickers, and cranes on my ass to get me through a window. No. And I, to this day, I don't know why people even bring it up. 
I'd love to talk to the stunt coordinator and say, dude, what are you talking about? <laughs> because the first time I hit the window, since I was an inexperienced stunt guy, and a young guy, I ricocheted right off the window. <laughs> and at that time, I didn't know what it meant to score. We got to score some boards. Oh, score the boards? What is that? Well, they cut through half of it. Right? Well, like that's a hockey term, right? And well, you got to hit it hard to go through it. It sounds like it was a real window, too. It wasn't one of these fake windows. No, I think it was thin plexiglass, <laughs> you know, and then they wanted Plexi you to have your real skin hitting the plexiglass. Wow. So it was thin plexiglass, then you got to hit it. So, I, you know, I wasn't that heavy at the time. It wasn't like I was a 250 CJ Grant going through a window. <laughs> Coffee, come on. I hit it and ricocheted off of it. And then they're all getting mad at me. It's like, what are you getting mad at me for? I haven't done this a hundred times. Yeah. Anyway, but how history goes, and I'll let you guys talk. That scene got an award, best scene ever made in horror. No kidding. Really? And so here it was all comprised of people that didn't really know what the hell they were doing. It was the first time we were doing it. Come on, it was wow. a 28-day shoot to make the whole movie. And no one even knew what Jason was gonna look like, too. We were figuring out that as we went along with Carl Ford. It was, it was, whatever. You go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you do any of your stunts as well? You said I you did, did, yeah, I did all of them. Uh, yeah, all, all the stunts. I, I, I do remember talking about being inexperienced. I, I did another movie where I take a knife in my head and I fall backwards. I fall out of frame and I fall, fall onto a, a, a mattress. Well, that was during rehearsal. When we actually shot it, I uh, took one too many steps and it fell backwards and missed the mattress. Oh, no. And it's bad when you hear the stunt guy goes, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> ooh, that must have hurt. He's green. But yeah, I, I like I like doing my own stunts if I, if don't, you yeah. know, if you, if they'll insurance the company and let you get away with it. It's, so, it's I mean, it, sincerely, Tom did. I mean, um, you know, I was no experienced either, but when I'm down there, and I was chained down, I wasn't going anywhere, I was real chained. But he'd come down and allow me to choke the shit out of him and try to figure out who's gonna lose air first, you know, because we're both just in a rhythm and then we're signaling for air. And, you know, to be careful I don't hurt him right. and to move him up like the water when he starts to float. And I want bubbles come on you. Want, yeah, you want to see everything. Oxygen out of your mouth, they want to see the bubbles. Yeah, I think. And did you sign a release? Like, if you were done, I got a paycheck. Yeah, he said, I got a release. If I kill Tom Matthews, I'm not. No one has any culpability. I got a paycheck. It didn't bounce either. But did you sign a release? I don't remember. What, what a stunt. You're going to chain an actor down the bottom of the pool. I was physically chained. Yeah. Chain him oh down. Talk standing, about risk. Talk about real risk. chain standing on a uh, center block. And wow. then tanks of air on the yeah. side. No, they have Diver. the divers. Yeah. And the divers are bringing you air and they come back and sit. No, they, they swim they, in they'd and be lift my mask. And, they'd be right and what happens to the divers if they have a problem? I'm in trouble. Seriously. And what if the tanks are empty? I'm really in deep shit. <laughs> so you got set he on fire and chained and, to the bottom. Of but at least Tom knew reasonably he could get to the surface. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was full of clothing. But yeah, I was, you weren't chained. I wasn't taking that hook off with gloves and already out of air. And it was an Olympic-sized uh, diving pool, so it was 20 feet deep. Um, just like you see at the Olympics, top one down, um, dark, cold. And how much time could you hold your breath down there? I think 10 seconds. Like a half a minute? A minute? Maybe. Yeah, half, half a minute. minute. Maybe. And in between uh, shots. And it was just a matter if of you had to blow out your oxygen while he's choking you. It's yeah. even less. Yeah. To make but the bubbles. The guy, I mean, they were literally off camera. If the, if the lens was here, he was right there with you. You 
you hit your chest and we give you uh, your yeah, oxygen. Yeah, we didn't bounce off no friggin' window. We weren't, we weren't, yeah. we weren't exchanging <laughs> mouth guards either. It was my own, oh, our yeah. own mouth guard that they had. Wait, now you know, one eye was closed, the other yeah. eye was wide open, right? <laughs> so well, what if the shards of glass are going in your eye? There's no glass. They said no problem. Water. They said that's okay. Underwater. No glass. <laughs> and one eye. You know, one eye. You lose Are you your doing death. an interview or what? You want to cut in here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. stop. <laughs> like, we're talking stunts. like freaking fried up here, man. We're really good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just letting it go. That's I'm going to more coffee. <laughs> exactly. Oh, were you sorry. gentlemen horror fans before you got involved in the horror community? I was a Universal fan, like Frankenstein, Dracula. I'm, I'm 64, so I thought those were the coolest. So Classic I looked at it a little differently. Mm -hmm. And then when I got the opportunity, I went back and watched uh, part three and four just to get acclimated to the films. Mm -hmm. And then for the most part, Tom McLaughlin really asked me just, he was creating his own new monster. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't really have to follow in the footprint of anybody. I was just given direction by Tom. Yeah. Uh, like CJ, I would watch Godzilla mm -hmm. and, and the thing was all oh, great. Yes. It was a great, yes. great, Alien, of course, yes. uh, that was amazing. Uh, but uh, yeah, wasn't a, f a Friday fan. I've mm -hmm. Never, I saw him, saw the first one, I think, and then went back before I got the role and, and looked at all the rest of them. Did your homework? I try to do my homework. <laughs> I was terrified after seeing Part Five. I go, what the hell did I get myself into? <laughs> <laughs> I was worried it was going to be a continuation. <laughs> You're like, oh, because um, they left that on a cliffhanger, you know, or yeah. like, oh, wait. Well, no, the way it was shot and the, the subject matter and stuff. Yeah. Man. There's no breasts in part six at all. Nope. No, there's not. <laughs> Very clean. Yeah. No blood. That one's all about Jason. Like, it's all yeah. about the brute force Jason. Yeah. Part six is. Yeah. And well, there's a storyline with the, the Tommy and the sheriff's daughter and stuff like that, which I think people could be rude. You re once you get to know the characters, you can start relating to them, and, yeah. and you can, you know, feel something for them. So I think that's what why uh, people reacted to uh, Part Six so so much is you know one of the flavors that they like. Yeah, it also has a lot of good comedy in it as well. A lot of good comedy, beautifully shot. Mm -hmm. and CJ was great, and just the storyline. Yeah. And we, grew up, we grew up with other kind of horror films than what is really deemed to be a horror film mm -hmm. of today. Mm -hmm. Like if we were kids, we'd go and see the birds. Oh. We'd see the birds, you know, Alfred Hitchcock was our man. Mm -hmm. You know, Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. That's our idea of yeah. a horror film, like, oh my God. Mm -hmm. You know. Wait until dark. You know, and then when uh, Friday 13th came around, you kind of looked at it like, what the hell is going on here? Because <laughs> we hadn't really seen, I personally haven't really seen things like that. Yeah. I watched Welcome Back Carter and the Jeffersons. No, that's there, you there you go. There you go. Welcome back. Well, that's why we had Horseshack on uh, exactly. in, the, in the opening Somebody scene. Somebody had to mess him up, huh? Yeah. Your buddy. There we go. He gave me a headache that night when he hit me with that shovel. I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a good headache. He clipped you. He did give me. <laughs> so let's go to the audience if there's any questions we can answer. Yes, sir. What was your dad's uh, <laughs> I didn't know there were any others in part six. I'm sorry. What, what others were there? <laughs> There's something after part six? Yeah. I, Is there I, something before? I thought these just started at six. <laughs> <laughs> Don't all movies start at number six? I thought so. Yeah, of course I'm too. I mean, and I, you know, I forgot about it for a while. I went all in my life, like I said before, 
your life is going to go on to another chapter. So, I, you know, I decided, okay, what can I do now? So I'm going to end up in Wall Street. So I'm walking around Wall Street with a machete. And uh, uh, Friday 13th is still going? What? What? It's, what? What are we up to now? Part seven? What? How could that be? <laughs> and now look at us. Because, you know, you're thinking about other things. You're doing other things with your mind. And then I got to tell you, when I first met CJ, we, I got a call. I guess it was, uh, I forgot. Uh, Good morning, America. Good morning, America, but I forgot the anchor. It wasn't on uh, Katie Joe Kirk. London. Joe London called and said, oh, we're up to part seven now, part seven and part eight. Oh, we're doing a big interview. We're going to line up all the Jasons on Good Morning America. I said, what? <laughs> the brand is still going? What? Wow. Then they laugh. I got to get you the tape. I got to get the tape. I'll post it up. But anyway, yeah, so then we all got together and we were on Good Morning America. And I, you know, I come in with a suit and tie because it, it was another chapter. Yeah. And here's CJ. <laughs> <laughs> hey, CJ. <laughs> you gotta do you. Where are all the Jasons today? <laughs> they lined them all up. Wow. And that'd be what would you say about ten years later from the beginning? I know that you know there were six of us at the time. I know that People Magazine. I remember that Priscilla Presley was on the yeah. cover, and they did a large great picture of all the Jasons. Inside. I'm gonna post that on Instagram. So um, great shot. I probably got a magazine somewhere, but I can't. I don't. You know. Hey. And too many blows to the head. <laughs> well, there was a big article in like, the National Park of the Globe, and then they lined up, where are the Jasons today? They lined all up. What are they doing? And I don't recall Kane being in it. That was only through part six. So it probably time. went, you know. I was the last one when we did that interview at that moment, you know. So yeah. it was, it was for me, it was humbling. And then, you know, when you talk about it, you know, 30 some odd years later, it's like, really? Uh, so again. Really? Thanks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Cool story. Yeah. Do you have a favorite, Jason? A favorite, Jason? Yeah. That would be me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought favorite, favorite part. Jason sequel. Part. Favorite sequel. Yeah. Which, which one do you think? It's funny. Because, uh, well, that's so hard. Shabbat had to say part six. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I, I, think, I think Ted. Get, I mean, sorry, brother, but I think Ted White did a good job in uh, part four. I mean, mm -hmm. um, the character structural. Um, I think Kane pulled it off in part <laughs> seven. Um, I'm not a big fan of going to Mars and stuff, but um, no, I, I, you know, I don't think that. But I think Seven was solid the way it came yeah. through with the Lar uh, Park Lincoln and stuff. I think that was interesting. It's unfortunate that the Friday the 13th, and we can look at this backwards now, didn't do a Harry Potter where they laid it out over a series. Yeah. You know, they just kind of piecemealed it together. Mm -hmm. Is that fair? I think they. I think they. Whatever the flavor of the year was there you go. at the block at the, at the blockbuster was. And, Whatever the big thing was pulling in the numbers, yeah. they knocked that off and went with that theme. Or they had heard whatever the Warner Brothers was doing or, or Universal good, was doing. Good assumption, yeah. So, you know, it's all in the same business. So when so New York was hot, out. okay, we had to do Jason Goes to Manhattan. Yeah, I think I think that's fair. New York's hated. Yeah. Hated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I was thinking more of uh, uh, the 3D <laughs> or, or, yeah. or uh, you know, some of the other ones. Mm -hmm. Any other questions at the moment? Yes. Warrington and CJ, what was your favorite kills in each of your movies? 
Mine's real simple. I enjoyed busting the sheriff's back. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, you know, there's no blood, there's no guts. It's just full power force bang. Ouch. Um, to me, that's pretty cool. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'd have to say, and in, in, uh, mine would be maybe the Tom McBride when when he uh, got the machete in the face and then went backwards in a wheelchair down the, the whole staircase. <laughs> and then everybody's scrambling around and saying, well, who's going to get in the wheelchair? Who's going to get in the wheelchair and go backwards down the stairs? Oh, well, what if the cable breaks? What if this breaks? Oh, well, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> they all were, you know, and if you're young, everything you do is bigger than it is today. It's like overwhelming because you've never done it before. It's bit, life is bigger. Things, everything's bigger. A kill scene's bigger. Yeah. Right? Yeah. A little supporting? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're freelancing. Go for anytime it. Anytime you do something for the first time, it's new and it's yeah. exciting and different. Yeah. Scary and yeah. Know, yeah. For sure. So, Tom, who inspired you when you were getting started in acting, and who did you look up to? Who did you? Me? Well, I always, you know, look to learn from. Uh, I liked. Uh, Marlon Brando and Dustin Hoffman and Al Pacino and all those guys, mm -hmm. you know, that's kind of, uh, I was more of a method actor, I guess, and all those guys kind of did that stuff, so mm -hmm. that's where I kind of, and that, that even with uh, the other Return of the Living Dead, that was, for me, that was a drama, man, it just happened to be horrific, so yeah. we played it for real, yeah. and same for uh, Friday the 13th Part 6, yeah. you know, we just give it our all and give it our as, as much as real as you can. Like yeah. you're in that space at that time being chased by some big ugly guy and ragged head and stuff like that. So yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. Who loves Return of the Living Dead? Everyone? Yeah. 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 I fun. love that one because there are so many Friday the 13th alums in that movie. Not just like from your yeah, movie, Miguel but. And, uh, yes. Um, uh, Mark Venturini was in that too. Right, and we just actually, she's not Friday, but we talked to Linda Nea. Last, yeah, yeah. last night at uh -huh. the panel, so yeah, good times. Well, you got you folks may not not realize uh, <coughs> how many different folks that are A-list today mm -hmm. that have been in a horror movie in the first phases of their career. I mean, mm -hmm. moons ago I did a film, Highway to Hell, played Hell Cop. You guys ever heard of Ben Stiller? <laughs> <laughs> he was in it for like six seconds. No exaggeration. His mom and dad were in it, sister, but he was in it for like six seconds. You know, cooking eggs on the side of the of the street. Oh, okay. What's he get? 20, 25 million maybe? Yeah. I just want his change. <laughs> so um, it is amazing that the the, the level. Death, yeah. yeah. All of them. All them you know. I'm, I'm, buddies, I'm, buddies, I'm buddies with George Clooney, and he's got a bit role in a movie that his cousin Miguel was in called The Harvest, which is a great movie. Yeah. It's a wonderful movie, but he's got a bit part. Lip syncing transsexual. Okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. two seconds. Oh. I am moving. Uh. He's got a wig on. It's just pretty scary. Leprechaun. Look, you'd be surprised yeah. how many actors yeah. are you know friends. Mm -hmm. well, I know a lot of guys. I mean, a lot of they they wish they would have been in a in a horror movie. You know, oh, I, I would die to be in a horror movie. A bunch of you know celebrities and stuff like that. They would, you know, back 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 in our day, uh, horror movies were frowned upon, much like uh, being a, in a soap opera and stuff, but I think they've turned the corner since then. There's actually a, uh, the Oscars were uh, 
uh, talking years, years, probably five, six years ago about adding a category, a horror movie category, and well I don't know what happened to it. Well deserved. I mean, they, you know, they, there's a lot of them. Three years ago, they did a tribute to horror, and they went through all the different categories within the industry, and they gave each category an award. Three years ago. You all can check. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, you guys have done other movies besides Friday the 13th, obviously, and have been going to conventions for a while, meeting a lot of people. Do you ever get starstruck? Do you ever go, what? That's so-and-so. Or is it just like, whatever? I saw, more. I saw Bruce Dern at one, and that kind of, like, whoa. You know, that's kind of cool. Um, I went to one that it was like a very eclectic, it wasn't just horror, but it was a very, I sat next to a, a, a singer who just happened to be passing through New York at the time, they reached out to him, she showed up. Aretha Franklin, oh, that was kind of cool. So, so we come, yeah, we- We come across people in the yes. music industry. Yeah. yeah. So for me personally, I like, hmm, like you need Gene Simmons, and you're like, God, you know, or we're gonna work in Vegas with Alice Cooper. Yeah. You know, you run into people that have been doing it for so long. You get a little starstruck, like, yeah, this guy. Yeah. This guy's. Yeah, we grew up with uh, Alice Cooper. It's awesome. And you know, you run into Linda Blair, we love her. My hair still stands up on my arm when I get near her. Because then I look at her face, and it sucks me right into that role that she played. Yeah. I even went into a room at the Vegas uh, the Tom Devlin's museum. He recreated a Linda Blair yeah. room. God, just walking in the room, yeah. you know, you're unsettled. So you get a little starstruck, you run into some people yeah. that, that have had a big run. Mm -hmm. Music or... You know, I, I did a show a couple years ago in, in England, and you did get a chance for me to, to meet everybody and when you're sitting and you got Aquaman Jason coming and do a photo up right after you with his crew, or you got Charlie Sheen over there, or Lee Majors <laughs> down the road signing you know, signing with you. Or Robert England over you, there. You just kind of go, this is, for me, wow, this is great. Um, the, you know, but Starstruck, I don't know if it's a good word, respect. Yeah. You know, yeah. I ran casino resorts for 25 years, so I've had the pleasure of meeting everybody from Alan Jackson to CCR because I signed the checks. <laughs> you know, I was the chief operating officer, so when we had all these acts and Alice Cooper and you know Melissa Etheridge, whoever it may be, um, I got a chance to meet everybody because I go backstage and say hi to them. I mean, hey, this is the chief operating officer. You know, the, the dude signing your paycheck and contract with you, and you get to meet him, and, and it's more humbling for me um, just to say thank you for performing at our our, our venue. Uh, but I never, I don't know about the word Star Trek. I think most people that I've met are are just like us, mm -hmm. and you don't want to be. Um, intrusive right. you know but you want to ask questions and everybody that i know in most cases they'll answer that question like it's the first time they've ever heard it even though they may have heard it a million times and to me that's a good person that's a good actor actress that really appreciates the fan base mm -hmm. you know because they get engaged they look you in the eye and everybody i've met everybody even like i say going back to lee majors have an opportunity to meet the six million dollar man just sits there talking about his home in texas with his wife and just as humble as pie you know, so I'm just humbly appreciative to be, you know, not necessarily rubbing elbows, just kind of in the same room. Yeah. You know, it's all good for me. Yeah. You could meet <clears throat> famous people outside of the environment of mm -hmm. a horror convention oh, yeah. or, or a thriller convention or Comic-Con story. You run into them socially, 
you know, you're taken back <clears throat> a little bit. Yep. You know, yeah. uh, my family were in the horse racing business, and one year we had Elizabeth Taylor give a trophy to the winner of the horse race. So I got to get up on the platform with Liz Taylor. I was like, God, damn. <laughs> <laughs> and she's hot, too. God. <laughs> yeah, so we presented the trophy. So yeah. you're, you're taken back sometimes. Yeah. I think uh, CJ used the right word. Like, you're in awe or respect of what they've done. Mm -hmm. And then you're, you know, you're chatting with them. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was starstruck once. A friend of mine got a, a, a gig on Legal Eagles, and uh, I was just standing around, and Robert Redford went walking by, and oh, <laughs> did that. Uh, I was a little starstruck by yeah, that. Yeah, you got when to I got like, oh, man. The, <laughs> folks, the folks that are still the golden age, I mean, you know, the Harry Fonda type of uh, Gary Grant, going back to even Ted White, part four. I mean, Ted will sit up there and tell you, and I've heard him say it, so I'm just regurgitating what he said is, Guy's done over 100 films, worked with everybody up and down the pike, mm -hmm. and they, everybody just knows him because he played Jason. Yeah. And, <laughs> no, that's funny. It, and it's true. You've heard him yeah. say it too, I'm sure. Yeah. But I will, you know, I mean, Tom's pretty humble. Well, he's got a lot of, comp, uh, you know, A-lister friends that he's worked with and slept on his couch. Well, even even uh, Vinny Gustaferro, who played the deputy, he's done yeah. a lot of mammoth stuff. Oh, I mean, he's done a lot He goes, the horror fans are just, the only ones I, you know, are just, Dedicated and it's just crazy about him, as we all are. But like Broadway, amazing. you're right. He's done a lot. Of, done a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff on Broadway. It's different, you know, formula of acting. Same for Jimmy Karen. Even when Jimmy Karen died, he's done a lot of work. Yeah. What, what picture did they show when he passed on on the Oscars? Was a picture of him and I, as uh, the two shot of us on screen as a memorial. So. That's what he was remembered for, and he was in Poltergeist and yeah. Wall Street, and you know, Eight Is Enough, and a bunch of stuff. Well, whatever I do, if they write a story, oh, uh, Warrington da, da, did this, the slasher, Friday Thirteen, yeah. slasher. I'm a slasher. I mean, come on, it sticks with yeah. you. And that's a blessing. Slasher, <laughs> C.J. Graham's in town. Oh, <laughs> You're typecast a little bit. <laughs> They're going to refer to you as that. They'll be on your tombstone. Yeah. yeah. Jason, so. Jason Voorhees. You know, buried here. <laughs> yeah. Jason Voorhees, part six. And then Tommy will be the sheriff. Real. F, F that bitch. <laughs> I know what Tommy will say. Mm. Any other questions at the moment? Yes. If it was up to you all, where would you like to see the franchise go in the future? You want me to go? You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of an outsider to all the, the world, so to speak, but again, I'm looking from business perspective running businesses. If I was in charge, we'd be shooting three of them in a row with the same Jason, different directors, a formula that's connected, the dots, so there's similarities. I'd put one out, shelve the other two, and put them out over the next 36, 48 months. Oh. So there's continuity with the storyline to keep the story going. Because the next one is part 13, so it really needs to revolve oh. around historical. Oh and go forward. That would be me. Now, I'm thinking business-wise. I know the first thing about making a movie, uh, but that's a common sense approach. Um, and I do have a PhD in common sense. So, but Hi. these guys are the, the truly the experts when it comes to film and they're not I. Well, I think the dumbest thing they could be doing is to argue for nine years as to who owns the property yep. and the rights entitled to the damn property. Oh. Because now they've lost momentum. Surely the pandemic has shut everything down for whatever period of time. All the theaters are closed. Maybe they're going to reopen. We hope they do. I don't know. The business took a little time out. 
uh, you know, it's coming back. But they need to resolve this issue and, and then get on with it. And, and I like, I'm old school, so I like kind of the classics. I don't like to hear young people come up and laugh and they go, oh, oh the new ones are stupid, stupid. You know, we're laughing, we're in theater laughing. So go back to Alfred Hitchcock, go back to some early foundations of storytelling and, and get a classic vibe to it. Take it around, make it look classy. I don't know, but, but make an old school, traditional, classic, Hitchcockian vibe, my opinion. And use some of the older actors that have been in the brand for some time. <laughs> yes. That would be me, thank you very much. Respect Let's bring back the uh, vintage guys. I, I, I do get my senior discount at Denny's. Yes. <laughs> Social security checks come yeah. Here's what, what do you think, Tom? I th I, for me, I'd love to see him forget everything that happened after seven and then do it 35 years later with CJ and I coming back and, and the, the 13th. Because there's some great stuff. People are sending me some great scripts. Yeah. Yeah. Not being it too. Yeah, sure. Don't forget too. <laughs> I, I was doing it and you were like, uh, you know, was like, in Hollywood yeah. running up and down the hills. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Probably in high school still. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I did it when I was 24, so. I don't know where you were in the 80s. I believe I, the movie came out. Does anybody know? I would say well, the mid 80s. Well, you're the, I say mid 80s, but I, I am. Oh, yeah. I'm dysfunctional for, uh, with age with time. Gotcha. I don't know. You know, I, I will tell you that you know <laughs> I listen to a lot of people ask that question about where the franchise is to go. So I'll just give you some of the answers I've heard that I endorse. I think are interesting. Um, I think if Mr. Cunningham and Mr. Miller should come to terms just to shoot this one film and get it out, instead of fighting, put everything into a trust until they're done fighting. That way the fans that have made the franchise and those hundreds of millions of dollars get what they deserve. So I think that's an important feature. You don't have to settle on who's right or wrong. Just trust it, all right? Mm -hmm. Now, sometimes you've got 100 million in the bank. You might go ahead and flip a coin this time. You know what I mean? And then I think secondarily would be fun if some of the Jasons and others had bit parts in it where they get whacked by the new Jasons. Oh. So I'm I'm driving the bus with CJ, and guess what? He just got my ass whacked by the new Jason, who then takes the throne. But I mean, there's been some really good conceptual ideas that I've heard from yeah. Tom and other actors and actresses. And then Tom McLaughlin has written another script, um, and I know he's doing the best he can to talk about it out there, um, where it goes. It really comes down to Mr. Miller and Mr. Cunningham. Mm -hmm. um, it is their show, their movie, right, wrong, or indifferent. Um, and hopefully they'll work it out for all of us because we're all part of this this franchise. You know, this worldwide iconic image that nobody thought of 40 years ago, you know, when he was 20. Exactly. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Whoa. Sorry. 38 years ago when he was 20. I people going to say, how old were you when you did that? When did that come out? I think oh, yeah, was 20, right? Oh, that came out in 1990. Oh, okay. <laughs> they saw it for the first time anyway on DVD or Blu-ray. It's not like they went to the theater when it come out. They weren't even born when it come out. Oh, I don't know. Why old were you when you did it? Ah, God, you know, I just, you know. So, you know, true story. I mean, let me ask you a question. And, you know, we play classroom. How many people here are 35 or older? All right. right. Now, my point is, how many of you are under 35? It's a 50-50. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Those yeah. of you that, that raise your hand second, where do you want to squirt? You weren't even a thought in somebody's mind. So when I say I'm appreciative, I mean that three decades later, you weren't even a dirty diaper. You know what I'm saying?
So this is the cool part about it. It's, yeah. it's just so. And wow. the game too. The the the, the game uh, is all the. All the kids can play the game, but they shouldn't see the movie, you know? Yeah. You know, a lot of kids love the video yeah. game. And that's, it's created a whole new uh, Jason uh, fans. And, and mm -hmm. it's, it's I mean, amazing. this brand is so iconic. Kids come up to the table, they want a mask. And then you say, oh, you're Jason Manias. Wow, have you seen any of these movies? No. no. <laughs> and the parents are nearby, no. But you love Jason, yes. <laughs> and you haven't seen any of them. Uh, yes. Now, in the film industry, have you ever heard of somebody loving a character that they've never seen? And, and I guess it's the video gaming, it's the new era, it's 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 all, it's all the merchandising mm -hmm. of this character. You know, and the toys are coming. You go, what? Love the toy. And, and you haven't seen any of the movies? No. <laughs> but you love the toy? Yes. I, I it, It's interesting. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the, the, we all know what a hockey mask is, so it's kind of interesting that the hockey mask got married to this character mm -hmm. that, that has this kind of longevity, and everybody loves the character, yeah. whether they've seen it or not, Yeah. which is rare. I mean, come on. You know, sometimes I'm a waitress um, on the weekends, and sometimes I'll see someone come in with, like, a hockey mask tattoo, and I'm like, is that a hockey mask or is that Jason? You know, uh, what do they say? <laughs> it's 50-50. Yeah. It is. Right. It is. So well, when it's Jason, then we can have something to talk about. I mean, they kind of robbed the foundation <laughs> of storytelling. Shakespeare's Hamlet is all about revenge of the death of the father. Hello? Yeah. Because the uncle was, was uh, screwing uh, mm -hmm. his yeah. father. How do you know this? His mother. And that's why they killed Hamlet's father. That's why the brand, that's why the foundation was Revenge of the Death of the Father. Well, what do you think Friday the 13th is? Oh, let's do Revenge of the Death of the Mother. Yeah. Well, hello. Did they reinvent the wheel? No. And there's a weird thing, like, if, if people are killed for no reason at all, audiences like it. Yeah. It's true. Like, like if, you kill, if you kill somebody Oops. in a sleeping bag, whoa. Oops. <laughs> it's crazy. We're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Don't kill a couple in a sleeping bag. You know, I, I, I do say this. I use it as a kind of a gauge formula that, you know, everybody, you go to you can go to Indy and, and show a picture of Tom Cruise, and everybody will say, hey, Tom Cruise, no doubt. Thumbs up. They'll say George, Mr. Clooney. Thumbs up, Mr. Clooney. But you show them a picture, sorry, of Tom or me, they'll look at you like go goofy. But if you show them a picture of a hockey mask with Jason, they go Jason Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They they they're not going to necessarily recognize the mugs, but as soon as you're associated with Jason Friday the Thirteenth, they know oh, you're part. You're part you were Jason. You were in the movie. You killed Jason. <laughs> you know with Tom. I mean, it's kind of interesting when you think yeah. about it. Um, it it, and Tom said it earlier. You know. I meet a lot of actors and actresses that look at me and go, you know, I would have never put a hockey mask on or covered my face as an actor actress. Mm. And you guys sit over there and you just have fans after fans and you wear a hockey mask. <laughs> and you didn't say nothing. And I mean, I can speak obviously, but you didn't say nothing. You just like effed them up. <laughs> can I tell them one story that's very memorable with yeah. being part of this brand? I'm one of the few Jasons you're gonna talk to it was involved before it was well known. Yes. Before there was any any uh, notoriety or fanfare, nothing. So I'm all excited. We got Friday the 13th Part Two coming out. Oh great! It's in New York. We're gonna all go to Lowe's on uh, I don't know, 84th Street. You know, 
Where? Lowe's, Manhattan, New York City. That's a hardware store, Lowe's. Lowe's like, the theater, Lowe's, Lowe's theater. Oh, anyway, it doesn't matter. A friend of mine was doing a bunch of uh, PR work for Andy Warhol at this time. So they want to come. They want to come to my after party. They want to come to the premiere. They want to do the whole thing with me. So this guy comes. He brings Andy Warhol. And at the time, Andy Warhol was a nutball. I, and I didn't know a lot about contemporary art at the time. So I got Andy, not. White hair sticking straight up in the air. Oh, he made Campbell soup cans, put them on the wall. Oh, a BFD. I mean, who cares? Bring him, bring him. We'll get him shit-faced, and we'll all go to the premiere and come to my after party. Great, now I'm rolling with Andy Warhol. Oh, great. Yeah, you want to go to Studio 54? Oh, great, great. We'll do it all. We'll do it all. Andy, Andy who? So, you, of course, you know he asked me the question. He was blown away by because he loves to hang around different people. No. And he says, oh, I'll do a big Jason image for you. An acrylic on canvas. We'll do a big one. Jason, the face, this, the brand. An acrylic on canvas by Warhol. And at the time, I thought he was a nutball, and I said, no, 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 no thanks. <laughs> no thanks. Well, I don't need to tell you what that would be worth today. If you had a Warhol in the closet, did he make you? Oh, I kick myself every day about that. Yeah. Every damn day. Wow. Particularly when I run into a friend of mine who was a, a muse in New York, and she bought the triple-headed Elvis for like uh, 50 grand. What do you think it's worth today? You say a couple. I, I tell you now, it's worth about 40 million. Oh my God, yeah, so anyway. So that was my Andy Warhol story with Friday 13th. So the brand was not known, Jason was not known, and Warhol wasn't known. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's crazy. <laughs> I got one final question for you three, and that is, do you guys have anything coming up, any upcoming projects or things that have just come out that you want to talk about? Start with them or? I have. I did a western, and then we did uh, uh, the Never Hates Alone series. Right. We're doing a sequel in, sequel in uh, September, hopefully, if the COVID thing shuts down. And then another thing called uh, Killer Therapy. Going to be. I just got uh, talking to a couple of people about two different horse groups right now. So. Awesome. Is that the one you stop you sing in drinking? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, I got yeah. about the western. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I tried cool. to. I said, please don't. What, what was the song again? I remember you told me. Uh, Come on. Rye whiskey. Rye whiskey. whiskey. Can we have an encore? <laughs> <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Westerns are a lot of fun. Horses. I'm an agent. Okay, <laughs> I got this. <laughs> uh, um, I've been able to work in uh, real estate, but my main goal right now is I want. I've been in this business long enough. I probably joined SAG like before some of you were born. But anyhow. I have a project that I've been determined to produce. I know CJ's heard a lot about it. Uh, unfortunately, my father in real life, uh, oddly, he has a mysterious and sudden death on Friday the 13th. So I then sat back, and of course you're blown away when you lose a parent. That's one of the most shattering things in your life. What are the odds of my father to have lunch and drop dead on Friday the 13th? So I sit back, I'm blown away. I observe all the circumstantial evidence following this mysterious and sudden death. It was in Palm Beach, Florida. And then I decided to make a positive out of a negative. And so I go right back to Friday the 13th, said, you know what? I believe, and I have enough facts to prove it, that his wife, my stepmother, the bitch, <laughs> whacked him. So she knocks him out and then goes to Europe with the Latin lover. 
and then comes back to town. So I parlayed my suspicions into a dramatic thriller set in Palm Beach, a nightmare in Palm Beach. Blood is thicker than money. Jason, this time, is going to get revenge over the wrongful sudden death of his father. There you go. And who are these conspirators? Okay? And what does this town represent, Palm Beach and Trump and all, all the billionaires, right? And they're all of their racist attitudes and this and that. So, this town, the blackest hearts, and the beautiful blue waters of the Atlantic and the white sandy beaches are going to run blood red. And the title of this is called Bloody Social. And you can go to the website, bloodysocialmovie.com. We have been developing it. We're going to produce it, and we're going to make it happen. And if any of you guys want to be involved, you can go to the website and hit me up. And we'll, we'll figure it out, Perfect. how you can be involved. Bloodysocialmovie.com. I'm there. And yes, CJ's down. He's in. So, <laughs> CJ, you go, man. I don't mind, I don't mind being the closer. Uh, <laughs> you know, in January of last year, before we uh, had the, the epidemic pandemic, um, you know, I finished uh, 13 Fanboy with uh, Deborah Voorhees, Dana Arlo, Park Link, and D. Wallace has the lead in it. So I know it's shelved, ready to go. So we'll see how that comes out. Uh, Tommy and I have both done fan films. Uh, Tommy worked with Never Hike Alone. I, I, I always got to pump him up because he's my partner in crime. Um, I did a film called Vengeance, where I played Elias Voorhees, Jason's father. That's why I'm growing a beard, because in two months they're doing part two. Oh. So I need to get my beard back for playing Jason's father. But we've had the pleasure of working with- I was also in Vengeance too. Yes. My image was in Vengeance. I burned it. Yes, you did. Uh, I, no, I did. So- Cursing me. It, yeah, I got a picture on the, and I'm burning it on, the, on the, the campfire. But my point is, you know, we both had a couple projects that were related to the Friday the 13th because again there's been nothing out there for what 12 about 12 mm -hmm. years now and the fans are just dying I guess that's a no pun intended uh, to see something so I'm kind of excited about in the end of June to finish up and they put a long wig on me and I get all you know kind of man you up a little bit huh? yeah a little bit so, yeah. Um, but you know we'll see where everything develops I mean there are a lot of projects that I'm finding out that are available unbeknownst to me, and I'm just kind of like enjoying it because it's it's a it's a it's a priority to enjoy myself and have some fun at this age and just enjoy the folks, get to meet y'all, and again hanging out with these men and the ladies that I get to meet up here on the stage all the time. It's just uh, it's a good experience. Perfect. Well, everyone, please give it up for. All right. All right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you so much for coming out.